Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about cultural sensitivity. If you were with us on the last episode, number 32, we talked about Kate Smith, the singer who made the song God Bless America famous. We talked about why the New York Yankees and Philadelphia Flyers, both teams that had completely embraced Kate Smith's version of God Bless America, why they each decided it was suddenly time to cut ties with her, saying they wouldn't play her music any longer. And the Philadelphia Flyers had to go one step further because they had a statue of Kate Smith out in front of their stadium. And they decided it was time to remove that because of some racially charged lyrics and some songs that she sang. Nobody wanted to talk about the fact that the main song they were referring to was satire. And the other song they were talking about was in a movie where she was playing a part. So I did a little bit of a deep dive. And if you missed that episode, I suggest you go back and check it out if you're interested in such things. Because I don't really want to live in a culture that starts deeming people are racists because they played a character that maybe used racist language in a movie or was a racist. Or, I mean, there's a lot of actors that played Nazis. So does that make them Nazis? I don't know. I'm not really sure where we're going. And a lot of this comes to the concept that we're talking about today, which is cultural sensitivity. I mean, we all want to be sensitive, right? We all want to be completely, well, let's use the word of the day and say woke. We all want to be woke. We all want to virtue signal how great we are and how far we've come. But there are still a lot of problems between cultures. An incident that happened in the last week involving a player from the Chicago White Sox came to mind. And while I thought a lot of it was ridiculous, the way that it was handled was fairly ridiculous. But the reasons given, also ridiculous. So we're going to talk about that. But I wanted to play a clip one because I think it's really entertaining and two because I think it really does give a blueprint perhaps of where we are as a society when it comes to sensitivity and cultures. This is from a show that happened oh, about a decade or so ago. Dennis Leary was in it. it was called Rescue Me and this is from an episode called sensitivity how many of you being totally honest now how many of you would say that you're prejudiced show of hands okay so you know this is a usual response no one identifies him or herself as prejudiced we all think okay we have a hand up you think you're prejudiced yep against who well let's see uh chevy neons that cost 12 grand to buy but have eight thousand dollar paint jobs and nine spicks inside them smoking weed that's one thing okay now listen the, the term spick <laughs> it's okay oh, spick well see that's really not crazy chink broads who don't know how to drive in the first place and now they got cell phones stuck to their ears while they're doing 65 miles an hour down sixth avenue huh? yeah. right yeah. got crazy chinks on bikes with 10 pounds of chinese food strapped to the handlebars okay. yeah. now see the word chink is what i like to call a problem word uh, if i were a chink i'd rather be called a chink than a Gook. Okay, now hold on. Listen to me, please. Chinese people would not like to be called gook or chink or pan face or zipper head or... See, that's another thing. I mean, Puerto Ricans, we get shafted even when it comes to racism. Chink's got what? Like four ethnic slurs? We get one. Spick. That's it. 
The Irish, they got Mick, Patty, Donkey, Italians, they got Guinea, Wop, Dago. Yeah, Spaghetti Bender. Ah, uh, Spaghetti Bender went out of style during Sinatra's first marriage. Really? Greaseball? Yeah, Greaseball, there you have it, that's four. That's right, you know what, same thing with the Jews, right? Eve, Kike, Jew Boy, Benny, Shylock. That's five. Yeah, black people forget about it. Spear Chucker, Jungle Bunny, Raisin Head, Porch Monkey, Spook. Shine, Tar Baby. Yeah, it's endless, totally unfair. Yeah. What? If you're not familiar with the series Rescue Me, it is one worthy of checking out. It's about a firehouse and the things that go on. And of course, the firehouse being in New York City is a pretty diverse place, completely different cultures for the people that are working there. And this was a bunch of them in sensitivity training because one of the firemen called one of the female firefighters a bad name. So they got sent to sensitivity training. And the points that they're making here, though, are pretty valid. Everybody can call somebody else something. The question is, how do we deal with that? How should we deal with that? Should we be looking to police language? Should we be looking to outlaw certain words? How should we handle the fact that people are going to be mean? And then how do we understand that there's also context where I'm sure if you're a guy listening, you've got certain guy friends, you bust each other's balls. It's just what guys do. You'll say the worst, most vile, horrible things to them, but they're said with love. They're said without malice. They're said to your buddies because you know it's funny. And that's the way it's been through my whole life. I don't know. Maybe your experience is something completely different, and that's okay. The reason we're talking about cultural sensitivity today, though, is due to something that happened between the Chicago White Sox and the Kansas City Royals. It's a a story that's been played out a bunch in baseball, and it is what happens when a player from one team hits a home run and the other guy that's pitching thinks he's been shown up a little bit. In this case, Tim Anderson threw his bat in a pretty aggressive manner, and that's okay. That's, That's part of the game. Major League Baseball has a slogan going on right now, let the kids play. They want more of the showboating stuff. Tim Anderson talked about it after the game and said, this is what people are paying their money for. They want to show. And I agree with them 100% on that. The problem was the next time he came up, he got drilled with the pitch. And I don't think he should have been drilled with the pitch because of the fact Major League Baseball has made it clear. These are the kind of antics that they want, whether you like it or whether you don't. If the league wants players to ham it up a bit and put on a show, and really show their emotions, that's fine. It's different than the way baseball has been played, but I'm not going to say that that's wrong. Baseball right now obviously has a very big problem with attendance going down, with people not caring about the sport. So they're trying to do something to put fannies in seats and have people watching the game on television. And There's nothing wrong in my estimation with guys showing emotion, with guys that are showing a joy to be playing. I mean, there's something that we're not watching robots out on the field. So for this portion of this controversy, I'm 100% with Tim Anderson. If you want to celebrate a home run, do it. No, Now, on the other side of that, if a pitcher strikes you out and he decides he wants to, you know, get down on one knee and pretend he's shooting people with an arrow and, you know, or pump his fists and do all that, then you got to be fine with that too. And maybe Tim Anderson is, and I applaud him for that as well. It has to be equal on both sides. You can't say, well, let the batters have fun, but not the pitchers. But the problem came in 
after the hit by pitch, of course, every, you know, not all the times, but if there's any kind of malice thought to be going on, baseball players like to jaw at each other, yell a little bit. The bench is clear, and the typical baseball fight is about as exciting as watching paint dry. Usually, not a lot happens. And in this case, same thing. Not a lot happens. But after everything is, after all the pushing goes on, and this went on for a few minutes, after everything gets sorted out, the pitcher gets thrown out and Tim Anderson gets thrown out. So the starter for the Royals, Brad Keller, he gets thrown out. Tim Anderson gets thrown out. And everybody's kind of incensed at why Tim Anderson's getting thrown out because all he did was hit a home run, the pass at bat, and he got hit in the ass with a pitch, which I'm sure hurt because it looked like a fastball that would have hurt if you get hit in the ass with it. After the game, we find out that the reason given for Tim Anderson being thrown out was due to language used on the field. What language was used on the field? Well, Tim Anderson yelled at the Royal starter, Brad Keller, that he was a weak-assed fucking N-word. Now this, to put in perspective, if you don't follow baseball, which I know a lot of you don't, Tim Anderson is black, Brad Keller is white. So yes, it was the black batter that yelled weak-assed fucking N-word to the white pitcher, and that got him a one-game suspension, and that, of course, caused a bunch of controversy on itself from both sides. We had Major League Baseball players tweeting about this. We had Randall Gritchuk, I think it was, saying, hey, act like you've hit a home run once before. Uh, We had Blue Jays pitcher Marcus Stroman saying in a tweet, you can't suspend somebody for their language. That's ridiculous. Also, what he said is normal slang trash talk in our culture. So here's where cultural sensitivity comes from. Marcus Stroman Also, black pitcher says this is just normal slang trash talk in our culture. Tim Anderson agreed, saying people don't know what we go through as black men. And they don't know exactly where we come from being a black man and the culture of being a black man. What I said was one of those things that happens when black men get mad, when we're angry. That's like the go to word. That lets them know that this guy is serious. It's a culture thing. I didn't mean anything by it, but that's just in my language. This is where I start having some problems with it. And I don't have any problems with Tim Anderson as a guy, as a player. Everything I've read about him, he is a great addition to the Chicago White Sox on every level, on on the field, off the field. Great family man, it appears, doing a lot of things for charity, doing a lot of things for the community. Overall, an absolute perfect model citizen that any major sports franchise should be happy to have on their roster. And this may have been a story that I just read, let go, didn't think about twice if it wasn't in the wake of the Kate Smith controversy. If you're going to use This is just trash talk in our culture. If this is, it's just a cultural thing. This is just a word that we use. We mean nothing by it. Then why wasn't the same thing applied to the Kate Smith controversy with the New York Yankees and with the Philadelphia Flyers? How come Tim Anderson or any of these African-American players didn't come out and call bullshit on this and say, don't do this kind of bullshit in my name? Everybody was silent. So I really have to call out that sentiment that it's just a part of our culture. 
and ask where we draw the lines, ask what the limitations are. Because obviously, Kate Smith's culture in 1933, using the language that she did in her songs, was commonplace then. So why are we condemning it? It was just a part of her culture. There was nothing bad. She didn't mean anything by it. There's nothing in any of the research that I've done that appears to show Kate Smith is was, she passed away about 20 years ago or so, nothing shows that she was a racist in any way, shape, or form. The same could be said for Frank Sinatra, who, believe it or not, I've tweeted this to the Yankees and a few other, well, journalists, I'm doing air quotes, that Frank Sinatra also recorded a song, I think it was called Moonlight Bay, that also used the term darkies. They're still playing New York, New York after Yankee games. I want to know why. The Yankees don't want to answer me. These reporters don't want to answer me. So if somebody knows somebody in the press, maybe you can get me an answer on this one on why things are being selectively done where Kate Smith is bad, Frank Sinatra is okay. I mean, the interesting thing, if you know any history about Frank Sinatra, a guy I really love, his music, and overall admire what I know of him as a person, everybody's flawed in one way, shape, or another. But Frank Sinatra did a lot to fight for African-American rights. He wouldn't play a joint that wouldn't let the African-American artist, you know, use the front door. He wouldn't play a hotel if they wouldn't let him stay there. He was a guy that put his money where his mouth is and was like, hey, you want me to play here? Then you better take care of this situation. So I know his background, but that doesn't change anything if we're going to say this, this word is bad and it can't be used. And Kate Smith used it, and we got to get rid of everything. So we got to keep things in perspective. And Tim Anderson is absolutely right. I don't know what he went through as a black man. The same could be said for any race, any religion. If you're different than somebody else, you may not be able to imagine yourself in their shoes. I mean, Tim Anderson may not be able to put himself into my shoes, who as a seven-year-old kid, when I had just gotten my first Little League uniform, was getting excited to play some baseball, found out that I had a heart murmur that kept me from playing Little League and kept me from playing sports throughout school. Because Does he understand that? Does he understand what I went through? And does that make him a bad person? No. But you can only use the excuse so much that you don't know what I've been through. You know, I recently lost vision in an eye. Scary thing. I mean, because then you realize the other one could do the same thing and then you really have an issue. But Tim Anderson, can do you know what I'm going through? No, you don't. And where do we draw the line on using this? Oh, well, it's just a cultural thing. It's just a part of my culture that I use that word. If the if the situation was reversed, we know things would be completely different. If it was a white batter yelling that at a black pitcher. All hell would have broken loose, and rightfully so, because that word has been elevated to the point to where it is absolutely crazy, especially when you have one set of people that can use it, and it's fine, and it's used in a great, friendly manner, but then other people use it, and it's very taboo, and it gets to be very confusing. I really wonder what Tim Anderson's culture is, too. I mean, I know I'm just a middle-aged white guy. But Tim Anderson lives in a world, if we ignore anything and everything except his life, which is the only thing he's experienced, and I know there's history 
And if we all want to play the history game, well, hell, the Irish, they were treated really poorly, too. And as a guy named O'Neill, then I should be all worried about, you know, how badly the Irish were treated when they first came to the United States. But I digress. Tim Anderson's culture as a person on this earth. At 16 years old, he saw the first black president elected in the United States. That is amazingly a huge accomplishment showing America has come a far, far way than what it was in the 1700s, 1800s. But I guess that's not enough. I guess this is still a horrible world. We had a black president by the time he was 16. By the time he was 19 years old, he signed with the Chicago White Sox for a $2 million signing bonus. There's a lot of people who don't make $2 million in their whole motherfucking life. And here's a guy at 19 years old already got $2 million. What culture are you talking about, Tim Anderson? I mean, what culture are you living in right now? You're a guy that's going to make over $25 million by the time you're 30. If that doesn't put you in the elitist culture, if this doesn't put you in the top 1%, then I don't know what will. We all understand that bad shit happened in the past, but using culture as a reason to excuse behavior just doesn't wash with me. Because that means if you allow anybody to issue this same statement after they do something, and this again, Tim Anderson says, and I quote, it's a culture thing. I didn't mean anything by it. That's just in my language. Well, the next time a neo-Nazi says something, or a KKK member, and they can say the most horrible, vile thing, I guess, about an African-American, and just be, you know, it's a cultural thing. I didn't mean anything by it. It's, it's just in my language. You have to do a little bit better, Mr. Anderson. You have to do a little bit better if you want things to change, if you want people to start treating each other better. It goes both ways. It goes every which way. And you have to be a part of that. You can't selectively go, well, you know, it's just in my culture. I didn't mean anything by it. It's just in my language. You're absolutely right, though. I don't know what you've gone through being an African-American in the United States of America. I don't. But you don't know what I've been through. You don't know with anybody that you see as you look out, you know, down the street, anybody that you look at in the stands of the ballpark you're playing in. You don't know what their history is. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their story is. And when do we stop all the bullshit and start at zero again and start treating everybody equally and not relying on the victim card for shit that happened 100 years ago or more? And there's been talk that Major League Baseball on a whole has a problem when it comes to race. Ken Griffey Jr., one of the biggest superstars of the game, said, it's not a black problem or a white problem, but it's a baseball problem. He then credited the NFL and NBA for doing a better job of appealing to a broader audience. So I looked at the stats, and here's something, again, that culture has a lot to do with. In Major League Baseball, their player base is made up of 8% African Americans. Well, he says the NFL and NBA, Ken Griffey Jr., say, well, they're doing better. The NFL, from the stats that I can find, 70% African-American. The NBA, 75% African-American. So what do you mean, Ken Griffey Jr., by 
they're doing better. Better at what? Well, they're certainly not a diverse group. I mean, we have just kind of the opposite of what you have in baseball and hockey and all that, which is fine because it's a cultural thing. But the question becomes what you're looking to prove. Because there's 8% African-Americans in baseball, 70% in the NFL, 75% in the NBA, isn't a problem to me. It really isn't. It depends on what players want to play, what sports interest them. Baseball seems like it's a dying sport. So I can understand why more and more kids of all ethnicities are growing up playing basketball and playing football more than they are playing baseball. But you can't really tell me that the percentages in the NFL and NBA make sense when you have 12% the latest stats showing approximately African-Americans in the United States, but the NFL and NBA are 70% and 75%. Well, that seems like they have an anti-white problem if you want to say that baseball has a problem that they don't have enough African-Americans. It's a cultural thing. If you're, if you're growing up in a household that likes basketball, you're going to play that. If you're growing up in a household that likes baseball, you're going to play that. I don't think kids should be forced to play one thing or another, and I don't really think that any sport necessarily has a race problem. I don't have any problem at all with the NBA being 75% African-American. I mean, no matter what sport I watch, I want the best players, the best athletes at those particular jobs performing at the top of their class. That's what I want. So I don't really see a problem, even though I know Jimmy the Greek got into a whole lot of shit for this years and years ago, if certain ethnicities are better at certain things because of their genetic makeup, where's the problem with that? We're all good at different things. I mean, my eyes suck. I can never hit a fastball. Hell, I couldn't hit a curve. I couldn't hit anything. That doesn't mean that I'm not good at other things. Obviously, I can talk. Maybe you don't like what I'm saying, but that is absolutely and entirely out of my control. And this isn't just something that's going on in the sports world. When we want to talk about cultural sensitivity, this is just an easy place and an easy example to throw up to show you how things are being handled right now. There's also some controversy regarding Microsoft about their discriminatory hiring. Recently, a thread on their internal employee message board showed up talking about the fact that they feel that white and Asian men are being discriminated against. Even though, according to Microsoft's own uh, diversity report, which showed 87% of their employees are Asian or white and 73% are men. But this goes back to the example saying, you know, I want the best athletes playing, you know, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, hockey, lacrosse, tennis, you know, if you watch tennis, bowling even. I want the best competing on their merits. I don't want people competing because they're a certain color. I don't want them competing because they're a certain sex. I don't care if they're transgender. I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they're straight. I want the best damn athlete out there doing the best damn job that they can. Microsoft, like a lot of companies, decided they wanted to be you know, very diverse and they wanted to be inclusive to the point to where if you go too far with this, you start hiring less qualified people for the job just so you can check a box. And Microsoft, that was the gist of this thread going on their message board, which was managers were getting bonuses 
for diversity hires. So they were hiring people who were possibly less qualified at doing the job just so those boxes can be checked. Again, when are we going to reset things to zero? When are people going to be judged by their ability and their character rather than the color of their skin? I kind of remember Martin Luther King Jr. saying something like that. But we're certainly not there yet, and it seems like we're going in the wrong direction. People should be hired on a company like Microsoft because they know how to do the job. If you're hiring a coder, hire the best damn coder. I don't care if they're green. I don't care if they're yellow. I don't care if they're three feet tall. I don't care if they're eight feet tall. Hire the best person for the job. How do we get cultures to interact together in a way that makes everybody happy? Never going to happen. I hope that we didn't bury the lead on this one, but migration is causing all sorts of problems. And this isn't a podcast about migration, but it's about what happens when you have multiple cultures who have vastly different views and who have vastly different lifestyles trying to live in the same area. The United States was put together in a way that was specifically set to where each individual state has the ability to have their own laws and have their own way of doing things. I mean, there are some things that are go up to the federal level, but that's the minority. The states have a lot of rights to make a lot of different laws. So if you don't like what's going on in Illinois, go to Indiana. And a lot of people are. If you don't like what's going in New York, don't like being taxed to death. You don't like being told you can't buy that 32 ounces of that sugary drink that you so much crave. Well, then move to Florida. Move somewhere else where those laws don't exist. Not all cultures are going to be able to live side by side easily. And that clip that we started out with from Rescue Me, there was a little bit more to the clip, and I want to play that for you now because here is what they were played then, of course, videos. That's the the teaching method of the time, I guess. They were played a couple of videos on sensitivity training to teach all of them how to live together in a big utopia where everybody gets along. It's a nice thought, but not necessarily the way things go. So here's the rest of that clip. I have a video that I would like you to watch. Hopefully it will uh, it'll spark some, some serious thoughts. Hey, how's it going? Hey, did you catch the big game last night? No. You assumed I was a sports fan because I'm black. I was at the theater last night. Remember, sensitivity is needed when dealing with others, especially those with different ethnicities and those of the opposite sex. In conclusion, don't be like our friend. You people have the best produce. What do you mean, you people? Show the same sensitivity to others that you would like others to show to you. It makes for a better workplace and a better world for us all. Okay, now what did we learn from that? Any thoughts? Yes. Uh, only white people can be racist? <laughs> that wasn't the point of the video. Well, it's pretty obvious. I mean, where were the uh, black guys calling white people crackers? Huh? Where were the Mexicans shitting all over the Puerto Ricans? Yeah? Where were the Chinese people making fun of the Japs who hate the Koreans, who hate people? Okay, blah, 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 blah. Hold on. No, this is bullshit. You know what? The only reason we're here is because somebody in our crew called somebody else's name. It was twat, by the way, just so we're clear. 
It's just to cover the FDNY's ass. That's all it's good for, you know? Just in case some Puerto Rican woman or some fat Chinese guy files a lawsuit against the FDNY, or God help us, there's another disgruntled female firefighter who thinks she has a case. The FDNY could say, no, no, they can't be prejudiced. They took this horseshit sensitivity training. Let me tell you something. Next time I run into a burning building and refuse to bring out anybody who's not the same color as me, that's when you can bring my angry, sober, pink, Irish ass back down here. Got it? Go outside for the smoke. Dennis Leary's character in that show makes a pretty interesting point, whether he meant to or not, which is actions matter and what people say is is more or less bullshit. And I, I agree with that. I don't have a problem with Tim Anderson using the N-word. I don't have a problem with the profanity that goes on on a baseball diamond on a regular basis that you will catch if you go to a ball game, especially the White Sox where there's like 5,000 people in the stand. When somebody doesn't get a hit, they strike out. The F word is yelled. There's a S word is yelled. You know, um, I don't, I'm, I'm on a podcast. Why am I censoring myself? Fuck shit. You hear everything in a ballpark. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with guys calling each other names. I don't. That should be handled between them. Everything has to be looked at in context. If you know somebody really well and you're friends, you can say things to them that you can't say to a random guy you see walking down the street. So context matters. Words don't mean the same thing to different people. And that's always the way it's going to be. There's nothing we're going to be able to do that can change that. But Tim Anderson, when called for this bad behavior, and this is Major League Baseball saying it, the answer of it just being a part of his culture, and he didn't mean anything by it, I have a problem with that. And I would have rather he just said, you know what? I got angry. That's that's just the way it is, because there should be no excuse. If it's language that's not allowed, if it went over an edge, then don't give me an excuse that it's just part of your culture, because anybody, again, can use that. You want the neo-Nazis just to use it? You want the KKK to use it? If you want any racist motherfucker in the world just to be able to go, you know, I can wipe this all away. Nobody can hold me re- accountable for this because it's just a part of my culture. That does not make sense. If you want to be treated well, this is like, again, the rescue me clip. Go back to that golden rule of, you know, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Tim Anderson, if you feel like the language wasn't a problem, then don't say it's just a part of my culture. Fight this with Major League Baseball. If you think that this language that you got suspended for wasn't a problem, then stand up and say, you know what? I should be able to say this and fight Major League Baseball on it. Take a stand. If you feel like maybe you went over the edge, then it's not just for the word. What you went over the edge for was inciting something a little bit more. So if you feel like you did incite something more and you were at fault, then just say, I'm sorry. I was mad. It was, it's something that I should work on. It shouldn't, you know, we can do better. It's pretty simple. It's one of those two things, but never give me a bullshit excuse of it's just a part of my culture. Because if we want culture to change, again, where do we draw this line? When do we get to reset things and stop going by, well, this happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 100 years ago? Let's reset this, folks. Let's all agree at some point we can just reset this and all be treated equally and all be the biggest shitheads we want because we all are at one point or another. Everybody's going to say something stupid, everybody's going to say something wrong. So let's just agree to understand that I don't know 
where you're coming from as a black man, Tim Anderson. You don't know where I'm coming from as a big Irish guy with a you know shitty heart as a kid who couldn't play Little League and a bad eye now. We don't know where anybody's coming from. So let's just try to treat everybody better and stop making excuses for behavior that maybe doesn't shed us in our best lights. Hopefully you're enjoying the content you're getting here on the Random Thoughts podcast. We try to be real. We try not to, uh, you know, I know we like to rant a little bit because things piss me off, but I like covering topics like this that can get a little bit wonky for people that don't want to talk about these kind of things. And I don't understand why you can't bring everybody to the table to talk about things like this. Everybody's a part of the problem and everybody's going to be a part of the solution. If you think I'm totally off base or completely full of shit, feel free to email me at randomthoughtspodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughtspodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, podcast, or at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. Would love to sit down with Tim Anderson and talk about some of this stuff. If you'd like to come on the podcast, certainly reach out. We certainly wish him much success, him and the Chicago White Sox, as they move forward through this seemingly long rebuild process. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.